You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. It's my privilege to welcome into this episode the recipient of the 2022 Flora Roberts Award, Emma Galsman. Emma, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, so great to have you on. I love this time of year. It's an exciting time for you students, especially as you're getting ready to graduate. But I always love featuring some of Purdue's top students that are getting ready to head to graduation. So it's a privilege to have you on and get to, to feature you and highlight your uh, career at Purdue. As we're kind of jumping into this episode, just let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Kind of tell us where you're from and then how you made your way to Purdue. Yeah, so I'm from a small town in southeastern Indiana. It's uh, Batesville. It's about halfway between Indianapolis and Cincinnati. Most people know it's for either the casket company or um, the Hill Realm, which makes like hospital beds. So super thrilling. But um, yeah, so when I was graduating high school, um, I was ready to go somewhere big. After growing up in such a small town, I knew uh, I wanted to go to a big public school. Um, and then I knew I wanted to stay in state just because out of state's a little expensive. So I wasn't really looking to pay a bunch of money for my education. And um, I'm studying, or I was looking to study for speech pathology. So an undergraduate um, major that would give me that opportunity. And out of the state schools in Indiana that had that, Purdue has the third uh, program in the nation for their masters. So it was basically a no brainer after that. And Purdue was actually the only college that I applied to. So I put all of my eggs in one basket, but uh, luckily I got in and it's been a fantastic time ever since. So I don't regret that decision at all. That's awesome. You talk about the speech pathology, talk, talk about going that route, anything behind that influence that uh, as far as family history or just something you had been interested in for a while? Um, honestly, I thought I wanted to be a vet for the longest time. I worked in a private practice for vet, both big and small animal. And I was a kennel girl, so I cleaned the building and I took care of animals that were being boarded. And after working there, I saw what the vet did and honestly, I loved it, but I got to talking with him and he was like, honestly, if you're not planning on starting your life for another 10 years, um, I would suggest looking somewhere else just because to get the degree and all of the credentials and then to actually start making your own money, um, opening a private practice is kind of the best way to go because despite going to school for eight years, you don't get the pay of eight years. And so I really appreciated his honesty and I was like, okay, so I'll start looking somewhere else. But I shadowed a speech pathologist in my hometown and it was really eye-opening. I didn't really know what a speech pathologist did outside of a school setting, helping kids with articulation and stuff like that. So after seeing her in more of a medical setting, I saw um, patients that had had a stroke and were going in for rehab. I saw um, children with autism and um, children with communication disorders, stuff like that. And that really opened my eyes to the wide scope. And um, then I said, okay, let's go for it. And I thought maybe if I don't like it, I'll change to something else. But I've been very fortunate to love all the classes that I've taken and all the experiences that I've had and be very confident in that decision. And I just thought that was incredible because I know a lot of people don't really know what they want to do for a long time. So I feel very fortunate to be passionate about the thing that I'm studying. That's really awesome. Emma. I love to hear that. And just that's so cool. Congratulations on all that as well. And just uh, you're going to be like truly helping people after graduation too. I, I think that's really awesome. 
And if I remember mm -hmm. correctly, you, you double majored as well? Yes, I'm also um, graduating with a degree in psychological sciences. Uh, in high school, I just took some psychology classes and really enjoyed them. And that was something I wanted to continue studying just on the side. And when I got to Purdue, I realized that um, speech language and hearing sciences, which is like the official degree, um, SLHS for short, since it's a lot of words, but SLHS and psychology overlap a lot because when it comes to language and cognition, a lot of that has to do with um, your brain, which psychology also plays a part in. So um, it was really easy to actually overlap a lot of those classes and continue studying the things I was both really interested in and the things that are relevant to my major. So I added that on, I think the end of my sophomore year, and it was just really easy to fulfill those requirements too. That's awesome, really, that's really cool. Well, when you weren't busy filling your uh, double major, talk about other uh, <laughs> things you were involved in at Purdue. Um, at Purdue, I one of the first things I got involved with was College Mentors for Kids, and uh, you would meet up with a little buddy who would come on a bus once a week and there would be two hour activities and you would teach them about community service, um, higher education and career. And, um, oh, there was one other one. Oh, community involvement too, like extracurriculars and stuff like that. So you would create different activities with your group of other mentors. So when the children came, you got to show them all of these different options that the world has to offer them that they may not have seen um, otherwise outside of this program. So that was one of the first things that I got involved with and really enjoyed it and spent a lot of time with my little buddy. And um, I also became involved in NISLA, which is the National Speech Language and Hearing Association and uh, for students. And that is just a club that's very relevant to the major. You talk about different legislation that's passing that's going to affect the future career and they also get you connected with um, local speech language pathologists and do different um, community service around the area that's relevant to our future career and build ourselves as professionals so yeah those were the two things I did right off the bat and then when I got um, further in I joined the HHS ambassadors. So I'm in the College of Health and Human Sciences. And as an ambassador, we helped um, recruit high school students for the college itself, as well as connecting with alumni, because it's really important to stay connected with them as you know they come back and help us with a lot of events, but also they want to see what Purdue's like after they left, because they very much enjoyed their time here. So they want to stay connected. So that was a really cool experience. Um, especially being able to make all those connections with alumni as well as different faculty and staff that are here now. Um, what else? Oh, I think my favorite thing that I've been involved with at Purdue, well, I guess there's two, okay. So <laughs> one of them was, I was a teaching assistant for Sharon Burkowski for American Sign Language. And I started taking that my sophomore year and I immediately fell in love with the language and the culture and so I just got more involved um, when the pandemic started I started helping uh, teacher helping assist her online for a 101 course and I continued that all through graduation we actually just got lunch the other day since I'll no longer be helping her out after I graduate but it was really cool because I got a lot of skills from both um, 
interacting with her during weekly meetings because she's deaf, so she only uses sign language and she helped me a lot with my fluency, but also helping out students and grading a lot of their work helped me with my receptive skills too. So that was something I really enjoyed. And then working with Natalia Kaganovich in the Auditory Cognitive Neuroscience Laboratory in the Speech, Language and Hearing Sciences Department. Um, and I'm currently doing that and it's just been a blast the past year that I've been in there. I get to work with subjects one-on-one um, -on -one and with the team, both in the lab and um, I just help run the sessions to collect data for them to figure out how children with developmental language disorder and typically developing kids um, process auditory and visual stimuli differently and how that may affect their language development. So yeah, all these experiences helped me learn a lot of valuable skills and um, these ex experiences are something that I'll carry on through both my graduate career and in my future professional career. That's so awesome. That's so fascinating. I'm just always uh, mesmerized by, especially by sign language. And, you know, sometimes when I'm at church, uh, our service, we have a sign language person up front. And I just sometimes start watching them. Just it's amazing how skilled they are. And so I think that's really cool. It's uh, such a great, uh, important skill to have. So that's awesome. And I remember mm -hmm. uh, at taking an audiology class at Purdue as well. And I just, just learning a lot of those things. Uh, just about uh, about speech and everything, speech mm -hmm. pathology. I, I was really thought that was really uh, really neat. So that's so awesome. Thank you for sh uh, for sharing all that, and oh, I'm just thanks. excited uh, to see uh, what comes of uh, your career post Purdue. Um, I mentioned off the top, you are the 2022 Flora Roberts Award winner. For those who don't know, that is the award for the top female student, uh, top senior female student. So again, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. As, as when you found out that news, tell me how you found out that you had won that and then your reaction. Yeah, so with um, HHS ambassadors, we hold events where um, potential or like prospective students come and get more information about the different degrees that they're looking at. And me and my academic advisor, Anna Oaks, had been doing a lot of those together. So she set up a meeting so we could talk about the pros and cons of how that's been going, but little did I know that was a fake meeting just um, to get me to meet with her without having any suspicion. So I showed up prepared. I started talking about all these things and she like wasn't talking a whole lot. And I was like, oh, like what's going on? And then um, then Susie Orr hopped on the call and she's the student support specialist for the Office of Dean of Students. And I was like, oh, hello, like, did you want to hear about this too? And then <laughs> the dean actually comes on too, and they were like, hi. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't know this meeting was so important. But yeah, I still like wasn't catching on that this was something different. And then um, the dean, Catherine Martin, she was like, oh, like, I thought there was supposed to be a couple other people here. And I was like, what's going on? And then out of nowhere, it's like, 50 of my friends and my family and my coworkers and different professors, different clubs that I've been in, all these people show up and I was like, oh, okay. So this is not about what I thought it was. <laughs> and the team was like, oh, do you recognize these people? And I was like, yeah, I recognize all of these people. Like what are all my worlds doing colliding right now? And then she presented the award and um, different people had like, chances to speak and just 
um, give their congratulations. And it was really sweet. It was really well done. And I felt super appreciated, super recognized. And I was just kind of speechless and in shock. I really did not think that out of everyone at Purdue that I would be the one to get picked for some something so prestigious. But um, I know Natalia Kaganovich, who um, I work in her research lab and she's a professor for the department, but she had worked really hard along with um, a couple other people to recognize me for all my hard work throughout undergrad. And I just couldn't be more thankful and more fortunate for a, the effort that they put in and also all of my strong support system that was there that day and um, throughout my whole undergraduate career to help me achieve all these wonderful things that I did. So yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about uh, post-graduation. Graduation ceremonies coming up. What's the uh, plan after that? Um, after that, I will actually be staying at Purdue for another two years. I am um, in the master's program for speech language pathology at Purdue. So I am very excited, very honored to be a part of the incoming cohort um, for such a, again, prestigious program. Um, as I mentioned before, Purdue is number three in the nation and it shows with all of the wonderful staff and all of the great effort that they put in to keep themselves there and give all of their students an incredible education and prepare them for the professional career to come. That's awesome. Hey, nothing wrong with spending a couple extra years on campus, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, Part of me really was ready to get out of Indiana because like I said, I grew up in small town and I've been sticking around here. And I was like, okay, I can like go anywhere now. But then um, fortunately uh, I'm being funded through Natalia's lab and the school has just done such an awesome job. And then I can't say enough great things about the SLHS department that they have here. All of the professors genuinely care so much about their students and it's such a strong program. And when I got accepted, I was like, okay, like I don't mind staying here for a little bit longer. There's a lot of great things that come with it. So after that, I'm, we'll see where I end up, but I'm very confident in my decision to stay here. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you got two more years to make some memories now, but as you kind of look back over these last four years, um, just talk about what, what stands out. Um, maybe, I know you mentioned kind of some of the favorite things you were involved in, but maybe some favorite memories on campus or just um, things you'll take with you uh, from Purdue? Yeah, um, I feel like I'm, I feel like I know I'm not alone when I say the football games throughout all four years have been so much fun. Um, Purdue has a killer fight song. So it's always fun to be in the stands and chanting and um, hanging out with friends and family beforehand and afterwards and celebrating and stuff like that has always been great. But um, more specifically, this past year has been full of so many good memories. I've got a great friend group surrounding me and we have held a bunch of like themed dinners with each other. Like just last night, we had a little tea party in our backyard to celebrate everyone in our friend group that's graduating and going off to different things and ending an era. But I think specifically the uh, snowpocalypse that came through this year, we got three days off of school. We just... Uh, sat in my house and we watched the two feet of snow pile up and we went for walks. We did paint by numbers in my living room, but every night we went to Slater Hill and we went sledding like most of Purdue students do. And that's definitely something I'm going to remember for a long time. 
Yes, that was certainly a fun time. Uh, we didn't quite ever get that big of snow while I was there, but there was a few times we got to sled on Slater Hill. That definitely is a, a yeah. great memory. Uh, that's awesome. And you mentioned uh, 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 the pandemic earlier. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for, for you guys, especially that are graduating this year, that you kind of get to graduate under and have a senior year under somewhat more normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. Talk about the challenges of, you know, in the middle of your career and, and, and the pandemic and then getting to, hope, you know, kind of end more on a more normal note this year. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have more normalcy now, but going into the pandemic was crazy because I remember we were all sent home for spring break and we were like, oh, we'll be gone for like a couple weeks, whatever. And we were home and we we're like, oh, we're actually not going back. Like things are getting real. And um, it was definitely a challenge being home and trying to fi- finish out the semester because I didn't have my own space like I did up at school. And I didn't have all the same resources because I was just like in my room with my whole family home, which... <laughs> It was super nice. I'm super um, thankful that everyone in my family stayed safe and healthy throughout the time. But when you move out, moving back in is a little different and it's definitely a transition. And then we started the next semester and everything was basically online. And it was really difficult to create that schedule for yourself instead of needing to go to your classes. So not only did you have schoolwork, but you also had to have that like will to watch your classes online and really pay attention to them. So I think it was really difficult just to have that self-control to make sure you got all of that done and not only watch it, but make sure you actually paid attention because it's really easy to just play it and not pay attention. But when you're in class, it's a lot easier to focus and take those notes. So it was really hard to figure out that system. And then as soon as you got that figured out, they're like, okay, we're going to do a hybrid. Some of it's going to be in person. Some of it's going to be online. So then you're like, okay, so you had to figure it out again. And I think especially this past year was really difficult because that was when everything started going back in person. Purdue really wanted to try to get people in person. And then I had to get used to travel time. So it takes me this long to get to and from campus, to and from my classes. And then I sit in class and I have to be there for the whole time. And we're also starting clubs back up that are in person and there's events in person and exams are in person, but then you also have to find time for your life and for homework. So I think it was really nice during the pandemic to have that time to figure out what was really important to me and what I actually felt like putting my time into, because all of it was up to me at that point. Like there weren't as many obligations. So then when things got busy, I got to carry over those skills and figure out um where did I actually want to put my time because I don't have as much of it anymore since things are in person again so I mean shout out to everyone that went through that because trying to figure out the whole maze and figure out how to stay super flexible with things that didn't feel flexible um was challenging but I definitely think it taught me to prioritize and um really put my time and effort into things that mattered to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And in a strange roundabout way, some life lessons, for sure, just to help you prepare for life after college, as you said, kind of time management and prioritizing things. So kudos to you and all the students. I just can't imagine having that as part of my my college experience. So, you know, I don't, uh, I, 
don't envy you guys in that, but I, <laughs> I applaud you guys for your resiliency and what I always, uh, resilient is a word I love to use with the word Boilermaker because I just think Boilermakers are resilient and, and mm -hmm. you guys showed a lot of that. I'm, I'm proud of, proud of you guys and, and, and working, working through those tough times and, and a shout out to, you know, President Daniels doing his best to navigate through such a challenging time mm -hmm. for that. So that's awesome, Emma. Yeah. Well, as we're, as we're wrapping up, anything else that you want to add? Um, I think just to reiterate again, I want to thank everyone that has gotten me to this point because again, without my strong support system, helping me through the highs and lows through the grad school applications, definitely I wouldn't have been able to accomplish half the things that I do now without them. And um, again, a big shout out to the faculty and staff that I've been connected with throughout my four years because not only with the Flora Roberts Award, but throughout all of my time here, they've made sure to recognize me and congratulate me and applaud me for all of my work. And it's a lot easier to want to go in and do a good job when people, you know, actually recognize it and tell you a good job yeah. that you're doing. So I just want to thank everyone that's been there for me. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to you again thank on the, the award of the graduation and, and best of luck in uh, grad school. Emma, I'm so thankful for you taking time out of your busy life to, uh, to talk to me and come on the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Yeah, thank you again for having me. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. You take care and boiler up. Yeah, you too. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.